Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Andrew? Yeah, so hello to everyone. When preparing this talk, I asked a few of my friends and their thoughts of money. And here's a few things that I heard back. Many pointed various quotes and song lyrics in particular. So the first one that kind of stood out to me, people pointing to this popular acronym, uh, CREAM, saying cash rules everything around me. Often the idea that money is a very important part of society, dominating uh, various aspects. The idea that, yeah, you need to have money to be able to do various things in life. Also, uh, also popular saying there's no such thing as a free lunch kind of dictating some people's views. There's also another quote I heard, money trees is the perfect place for shade. The idea that money provides comfort and security. So people feel like there's lots of problems day to day that can be solved by having more money, that they look to money for that security, and that comfort, the idea that you can sit under your money and be satisfied in life. However, I often heard also on the contrast, that people kind of had an understanding that ultimately money doesn't provide full satisfaction. That there's more issues that can come with having more money. So there's the phrase more money, more problems. So yes, some stuff can be solved with more money. Also more stuff can arise from that. So ultimately most people that I spoke to had the idea that money ultimately doesn't buy happiness. And also a phrase that I heard was, that was quite striking, uh, striking was that some people are so poor, all they have is money. The idea that there's more to life than just having a lot of money. Then one final uh, phrase I heard in terms of the mindset of, of obtaining money. The idea that money doesn't make me, I make money. The idea that money is part of your identity. That's more of a means to an end. That you can, that you can uh, are able to separate your net worth from your self-worth. So often in British culture, I think money is often quite a taboo subject that can be quite awkward to talk about. People often want to shy away from various topics such as addressing how much you earn or asking someone to borrow money. I think it's a good opportunity to look at this passage today to see what Jesus has to say to us on this issue of money, which can be summarized with the three uh, questions you can find on your handout. Where's your heart? How's your eye? And who's your master? So yeah, we'll take these turn by turn, starting with the first one, the first section of the passage from verse 19 to 21, which I'll read again. Not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be also. So we see Jesus describing two types of treasures that we can lay up, either treasures on earth or treasures in heaven. So he describes these earthly treasures as temporary, easily destroyed, lost or stolen. So the listeners at the Sermon of the Mount will no doubt be able to relate to this through various aspects of their life. Their precious metals can tarnish, their fabrics can be eaten by moths, their herds and cattle can be lost or stolen, and their fields can be broken and burnt down in various ways that their possessions can ultimately uh, be lost. And we can also experience the same thing today, though it might look slightly different. A few examples are a stolen wallet, perhaps, a cracked phone, getting into a car accident, or your house uh, losing a lot of value in a housing market crash. You could also suffer from fraud or, fraud or phishing emails, various ways that our earthly possessions can be diminished. But the same point holds true, that ultimately things on this earth do not last. They can be temporary and fragile. And so Jesus contrasts this with the treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. So Jesus paints for us the picture that treasures in heaven are so much better than treasures on earth. We do not have to worry about the things that can spoil our treasures like we do on earth. Treasures in heaven aren't affected by scammers, robbers, inflation, or the, or the rising cost of living. So to paint a picture of this, there's a Tesco, there's a, a petrol station a couple of minutes walk from my house. And as I came in this morning, I looked up what the price was. It currently sits at 189p per litre. And going back to check where it was last year, it was 134p per litre, but a 40% increase in the price from then to now. So in this regard, it's true. My money doesn't stretch as far as it used to just last year. Just a picture uh, painting here on earth that isn't so in heaven. So if we know that there's treasures in heaven, which are so much better than treasures on earth, the question then arises, how do we go about laying up our treasures in heaven? So I believe the answer so instead of storing up money and possessions for ourselves here on earth, they would look to give for the gospel, spending on earth to store in heaven. So we see later in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus cancelling uh, a young rich man who came to him. Uh, in chapter 19, verse 21, if you want to be perfect, go, sell what you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And so we see that if we value treasure on earth, over treasure in heaven. They're like the rich young man that will be unwilling to give away our money and possessions for, for God. And so Jesus questioned us about where our heart is at and what do we value more? As we see in verse 21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so I don't think it's the case necessarily that Jesus requires all of us as Christians to give away everything that we own. I do think it's a challenge to think about, about where the focus of our heart is. That if Jesus asked us to give away all we have for him, would we be willing to do so? So it's potentially something to, to sit with and ask yourself, is there something that you currently have or possess that you wouldn't be willing to give up for Jesus? It's also an opportunity to look at various gospel work, both locally and around, and around the world, about you, that you can potentially pour into. Because ultimately Jesus' command is clear that we don't want to lay up treasures uh, on earth, but rather in heaven. So we move to the second point, picking up from verse 22, I see Jesus moving from the heart to the eye. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, then your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, 
and your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in, in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? And so we see in this section of the passage, Jesus describing the eye as the lamp of the body. So a lamp uh, provides light in a dark room. So in those days, they'd use an oil lamp to provide light as they're walking in the dark. So without it, it'd be very difficult to be able to navigate your way uh, in your journey. With a lamp, your, light, uh, your path becomes clear. You're able to see clearly where to go. And so we see a good eye providing direction like a lamp in darkness. But on the contrast, we see Jesus mentioning uh, a bad eye, but if your eye is bad, so we want to ask ourselves, what does this look like? What does it mean to have a bad eye? So we see a picture of this later in, in Matthew, uh, looking at chapter 20, where Jesus is telling a parable of some workers in the vineyard. So we see the master of the vineyard going to various workers throughout the day to come to the vineyard, promising that he'll pay them what's right. Then we see at the end of the day, the workers who are started early in the morning going to the master to grumble about how it was unfair that they were getting the same pay as those who started much later in the evening. And that same pay was a denarius, approximately about a day's wages in those times. And this is what the master said to them. Friends, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So we can see in that last line, that uh, do you begrudge my generosity? That translates literally to is your eye bad because I am good. So we see these workers being described as having a bad eye because of their je je jealousy to the fortunes of others that they received the same thing for less work. And so therefore we see a warning for us as Christians not to allow any jealousy or grumbling about what other people have. And that's the image we see of that bad eye. And we see the reason why, because if you have a bad eye, the whole body will be filled with darkness. So that's a warning for us in this passage. Instead of having a bad eye, full of jealousy and envy, you should have a good eye set to God and his work and be filled with his light to direct us as we go about our lives. So therefore, yeah, we need to watch our eye in that second uh, section of the passage. And finally, moving to the third section, we see Jesus asking us, which master do we serve? Stating plainly in verse 24, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So a master, that's someone who has uh, someone or something that you serve, that you give your devotion and attention to, something that has dominion over us and rules our lives. So even though it may be a topic that we may be tempted to think we can kind of straddle the fence or toe the line with, Jesus is crystal clear in this passage, you can only have one master. So it's a question to ask ourselves, is the master money or is it God? Notice also the strength of emotions that Jesus, that Jesus used to drive home this point. He contrasts love with hate and devotion with despising. Again, emphasizing that there's no middle ground on this. You're either serving God or you're serving money. Also notice the progression in who he's addressing in this verse. Starting from no one can serve two masters, but either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other, then turning to you cannot serve God or money, moving from third person to second person, from the general to the personal. So this is something for us individually to really think about and grapple, and grapple with, asking ourselves who are we serving, 
and ultimately who is our master? Is it God or money? And so we see throughout the passage, Jesus highlighting the internal, that ultimately is about our heart, our eye and our mindset towards the matter of money. This is definitely something that was striking and convicting for me as I prepared to speak on this passage. As I mentioned earlier, as someone who's starting out in my career, it's definitely something for me to be mindful about as I'm progressing through the workplace and through life generally. Make sure I have the right mindset on money. Make sure it's not something that I prioritize over God and strive to store up treasure on earth, allowing money to become my master, but instead to value the treasures in heaven over the treasures on earth and seek out where possible opportunities to help the church and to give the gospel work uh, around the world. And this is definitely something I've been thinking about more in the last couple of weeks, particularly back in Nigeria, where can I help out? Where the church has faced a lot of persecution recently, and notably an attack in a church in Orwa uh, a couple of weeks ago. So this is something I've been thinking about personally, about where I can best help uh, with the gospel work over there. You also see in the passage the importance of having a good eye as opposed to a bad eye because of our current situations. Remembering to look to God, not to be jealous of other people. So I see for myself the importance of trusting God in all situations, not to be relying on him and not worrying about what other people have. But I think it's also important not to go too far in the opposite direction. So remembering that money itself is not evil, but that the evil comes when you're deciding it over God. And also a big topic that I've been thinking and praying about recently concerning money is the issue of saving. As I uh, continue to think about my future in terms of buying a house and starting a family and stuff like that. So I think it's important to make sure that I'm doing the saving, not have any fear or greed for myself, trying to store up for myself, to gain independence from others or from God. But instead, making sure that I'm spending, I'm watching what I'm spending and investing wisely for the future, but also finding the right balance between giving and helping others where possible. Making sure that I'm also a blessing to others and to the gospel. I was mainly thinking about God's kingdom, not just for myself. I think ultimately I'm reminded to remember that God owns everything, including all that I have, all my money and my possessions, and that makes sure this impacts the way I'm spending, saving and investing as a steward of what God has given me. Remembering not to lay out treasures on earth, but to lay out treasures in heaven, and asking, where's my heart? How's my eye? And who's my master? So I think it'd be a great to kind of discuss this and ask any questions or uh, advice and tips that people have on this topic of money particularly those that may be a bit more further in their careers. It'd be great to hear what kind of advice other people have on this topic. So yeah, thank you very much for listening.